Welcome back to another episode of the Extra Fittings Podcast brought to you by Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group is the presenting sponsor of Extra Fittings. Atlantic Bay believes lending peace of mind goes beyond mortgages. We have another exciting show today. We're going to look over the projected lineup, some of the position players, maybe touch on a couple of breakout candidates. Then we're going to turn our attention to Iona before uh, tackling some Valentine's Day miscellany. As always, I'm your co-host, Matt Wurzberger, joined by Bo Cowan, and the namesake of the pod, the star of the show, head coach of the ODU baseball team, Chris Finwood. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Good, good, good. Hey, happy Valentine's Day, guys. I uh, started out the day with a hot yoga class this morning to get my mind right for the week, and uh, I was laughing because one of the, the teachers was talking out there, and uh, I guess she must be single. Um, and she said that, yeah, I have unfollowed Valentine's Day. <laughs> I thought that was a great way to put it. If you don't have a, a significant other, maybe. Um, so there, there you go. That was my laugh for the, for the morning. And, um, you know, I've been single m- most of my whole life, but my, the love of my life is coming back on Friday. Baseball. Ba- college baseball, baby. That's yeah. the love of my life. Yeah. College baseball. I don't need a woman. I just need college baseball. There you go. Baseball in general. Well, that's right. And uh, the Extra Fittings podcast could be your Valentine today. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll take it. Well, we really appreciate everybody coming and uh, certainly got to give a shout out to Chris Stapleton and our song for today, Starting Over. Uh, first of all, it's an awesome, awesome, awesome song. And uh, as you said in the email, Matt, uh, we are starting over. You know, I told the guys this weekend um, on Sunday when the guy, when the umpire says play ball Friday, we'll be zero and zero, uh, not 44 and 16. So we've got to start over and make our own way into our own season. Everybody's really excited about it. We had a unbelievably great week of weather last week, starting last Tuesday through Saturday. Five straight days of really nice weather. Um, we had some great practices. We had some really good scrimmages. Um, working around a lot of uh, touching up here at the bud, getting it ready for the season. Uh, in fact, right now they're pulling the old outfield wall down and putting a brand new one up. And uh, we've got new graphics and netting and things like that. So it'll, it'll be spruced up a little bit when people see us, uh, hopefully this weekend. But um, it, was, it was a much needed great weather week we got a lot better I think we got a lot of good reps in and um you know that warm weather usually helps the hitters out so we swung the bats pretty well this weekend as Bo saw on Sunday I think we had seven home runs in the scrimmage yeah and some balls went went farther than others yes they did yeah yeah Yeah. warm weather helps the hitters out and Uh, I I do think that the chemistry building helped you help help uh help the hitters a lot well, there's no doubt it creates a great big batter's eye. And speaking of batter's eyes, we got a brand new one up. You can actually see the snarling lion's eyes a little bit better than the old one. Um, we lightened it up just a hair, so it's a little more noticeable. Um, a lot of people don't notice that until they notice it. And so it's an interesting um, dichotomy out there. But it's, it's subtly really cool, I think. And um, so we're ready to get back to guys. We gave the guys Sunday off. I heard a lot of them uh, had a... Uh, escape room contest um, out in Virginia Beach. So they had three groups and they did a s- escape room. Have you guys ever done an escape room? No. No, I've, I've thought about it, but I haven't. It's a lot of fun and a um, little team bonding thing that got them away from baseball. 
uh, a bit, and that was a good thing. And today they're off as, as well. We got weights, but just getting our legs back under us. We were pretty tired after Sunday, and a couple guys a little nicked up. So take it easy, um, get the hay all in the barn, and get ready. It looks like we're going to have pretty good weather for the weekend overall. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we've teased what we're talking about today with um, some long balls and, and Iona. But first, I want to remind you all that the 2021-22 Old Dominion Voucher Book is available for sale at whynottix.com. Each voucher book contains 25 tickets and is priced at $50, which is a 60% savings off the single game ticket price. And vouchers are good for any regular season home game played at the Bud. Vouchers can be presented at the gate for admission. And additionally, single game tickets can be purchased for $5. All right, so let's turn our attention to the hitters. Last week we we talked through the the pitching staff, um, whereas you had a, you know some big question marks in the pitching staff. Not so much in the lineup. You're returning eight of your nine now. The the ninth one is a big one and leadoff hitter Kyle Battle. And, and I wanted to start with with that. Um, what what is the impact of, of losing not only the production of Kyle but also the production and the the leadoff spot is, is that something maybe people outside the game over blow having a leadoff hitter or or is there something special about that well it depends who you talk to matt i mean it's one the the sabermetrics people the stat heads are going to say it's only one spot in the lineup it really isn't relevant the old school people are going to say it's extremely relevant um i tend to fall somewhere in between when you have a, a year like kyle had just an all-american year by every standard um and he just set the tone for us again and again and again in every way he got on base a lot he drove runs in he hit home runs um he let off a number of games with home runs so replacing that is big and um we we were searching for that i think through most of the fall but you know this spring um thomas wheeler uh who's a junior center fielder um has just had a fantastic preseason you know sunday i think he was uh, four for five with uh, a home run, two doubles and a single. And so he's, he's kind of, I tell the guys all the time, we don't make the decisions. You guys think we do, but you really make them by how you play and what you do. And so he certainly has won the opportunity to, to jump in that leadoff role on opening day. And uh, Thomas, you know, wheels, we call him. Uh, he's super fast. He's got a lot of pop in his bat. He's a fantastic outfielder. His energy is off the charts. Um, he's always bringing it. And uh, so it sets a good tone for us. And he's a very aggressive leadoff hitter. He's not like Kyle in terms of he's going to walk a ton. But he sure can ambush a fastball. If you throw that first one in there, he might hit it out in the road. And uh, so we, we feel like we've got our guy to start the season there, and we'll give him that opportunity. That's right. Kyle Battle hit five leadoff home runs last year. and uh, Incredible you know, Five and zero in those games. Yeah, incredible stat. I mean, to do that in a whole career is an incredible. To do it in a single season is uh, unheard of. Yeah, and, and so you mentioned the, the possibility of of Wheeler um, assuming the leadoff spot. Is is that in your mind kind of the only sort of adjustment? Um, someone moving up bigger can can we expect a a starting lineup, at least one through nine, that looks different than last year, whereas where people are in the order. Yeah, I think it'll be similar. You know, we moved uh, Matt Kootenay and, and Rocky Aliardi around a little bit in the middle of the order, but they were always there in the middle. You know, uh, usually five, six, seven was those two and Tommy Bell, some version of that. 
Maybe Tommy splits those two lefties, but um, I think Kenny Lavar in the two hole, Carter Trice in the three hole. Carter's going to play some left field and some second base. Um, the guy that's played very well and, and certainly earned a spot in that lineup is uh, Chris Dangler, who was hurt most all of last year. Chris is a very dynamic uh, defender, one of the best defensive players I've seen in quite some time. Um, he can run. He's, he's a good hitter, and um, he's finally healthy. So, you know, we're going to get Chris back in there. It really makes our middle of our field defensively very solid with him and Bell at second and short, and then wheels uh, in center and, and Brock behind the plate. So up the middle, you always want to be strong. In baseball, it's an old adage, and we certainly feel like we are with those four guys. And the return of Dangler feels like almost an embarrassment of, of riches. And in some way, you have a, you're not replacing a, a starter at, at all, if, if you want to look at it that way. Yeah, no, that's a good way to put it. I mean, Chris is a better defensive player than Carter is currently. Carter's working hard to continue to get better. Carter's actually a very good outfielder. Uh, he's got a plus arm. And, um, you know, some of the shorter throwing inaccuracy problems that he had at second, he doesn't have to deal with in the outfield. So we can play him on either corner. And I would think he could also play center field. Um, and, and so he's taken to that. And so in essence, you know, we're replacing an All-American in Kyle Battle with an All-American uh, in Carter Trice in left field. The DH spot is something else that, you know, as we go through this, I mean, we can just go down the line, Matt, if you want to. Um, is that the best way you want to handle it, or we just want to talk through it like we're doing now? I'm fine either way. Let's just – let's keep talking. All right, good. I like that. That's what we do. It's like Seinfeld episode. It's a show about nothing that we turn into something, right? It's potluck. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah so Brock Galliardi we talked about. He's a fifth-year senior. He's a returning catcher. I think Baseball America rated him the number 12 catcher in college baseball. He's a super, super defensive guy catch block always serving the pitchers um he's a very good left-handed bat with some power and he'll be back to start behind the plate jared hancock will back him up another senior who's a right-handed hitter and jared can really catch and throw and um is a streaky hitter is probably the easiest way to say that uh first base brock galliar or i'm sorry brock was catching he can't play catch and first i don't think both can he no nope. matt kootenay's back at first also a fifth-year senior Another big, strong left-handed hitter. And uh, Andrea Delatri, who's had a good preseason, will uh, will fought, will back him up right now. Um, second base, we talked about Dingler and Trice, and, and they'll be backed up there by two freshmen, um, Luke Waters and, and, and Kyle Edwards. Shortstop, Tommy Bell's back. He'll be backed up by Kyle Edwards, who's a true freshman. Kyle is a fantastically gifted defender. Uh, the bat's coming. He's really working hard on it, getting stronger. He's one of the best young defensive players I've ever coached. Um, there's no question he can play shortstop at this level and the next. So that's a good thing. Kenny Lavar is back at third. Um, Kenny's a you know left-handed batter that's got All-American talent, and um, he can. He's really improved himself defensively. He's got a a cannon for an arm and uh, can make every play you got to make out there. And he's a very good hitter. Uh, we talked about Carter Trice being in left. Uh, also, Josh Trujillo, who's a left-left junior college transfer, will play out there some, maybe when Carter plays second. Um, Thomas Wheeler, 
we talked about earlier will be our center fielder and our leadoff batter, and Josh Trujillo will back him up in center as well. Andy Gariola is back in right field again, and Andy will hit in the middle of the lineup somewhere. You know, Andy was one of the nation's RBI leaders last year, and uh, we're lucky to have him back, and Andy's doing a great job. He's also a very good outfielder. And then our DH platoon right now, man, they had a good weekend. I think we had three home runs and two doubles between the two of these guys. They're back, and they were in there last year in the same role. Uh, the right-handed hitter is, is Lincoln Ransom, uh, who's got amazing uh, power. Uh, he's a true power hitter, doesn't have to work for it. Hit an opposite field home run on Sunday. Uh, and then Robbie Petrassi, uh, who's back, and, and he's a left-handed hitter. And Robbie had two home runs this weekend. Both those kids are coming off significant injuries. Uh, Robbie tore his ACL in the last month of the season last year. Um, had the story that bad in the conference tournament championship game where we brought him off the bench. He had a pinch hit home run and hobbled around the bases. Um, he's back and swinging about well, and Lincoln's coming off hip labrum surgery from the summer. And, and both those guys are ahead of schedule. We weren't sure if we were going to have either one of them back before the, the start of the season. And they really worked hard. They're, neither one of them are 100 percent yet, but they're, they're both moving in the, in the right direction right there. So uh, we're excited about the group uh, without a doubt. And um, we, we've got a good mix, I think, of speed and power in this lineup. And we should be a better defensive team than we were last year. What do you yeah, think? And I think we had like a what, what uh, we, we didn't make too many errors last year either. Like we, we were nine, something nine, nine ninety four, something like that for the for the year for defense or something like that. No, we were a solid. We weren't a great double play team, which we will be better with with Dingler in there, I think. And um, just everybody being a little more experienced, you know, most of our errors were, were between the two freshmen, uh, Lavari and Trice. And uh, so they'll, they'll, we'll, we'll shorten, you know, we'll sharpen that up. Just those guys being a year older, year experience, you make some less of the inexperience error, so to speak. Coach kind of touched on it a little bit already, um, just going through the position, but who do you see as a potential breakout candidate this year? Well, I would have to say, based on what we've been doing so far, Thomas Wheeler, um, wheels, you know, struggled a little bit early, was platooning. Oh, and also, I'm sorry, I, I forgot to mention, you know, Ryan Tesco's back in his fourth year. And Ryan's had a good preseason. I didn't, certainly didn't miss him purposely. He's a right-handed hitter. He's very experienced. He's got some power. He's a very good defender, and he can play all three outfield spots. So uh, I don't want to shortchange Rhino there by any means. And, you know, we'll see how, how Wheels is against lefties. I mean, last year we platooned him. This year he's been hitting lefties fine. Uh, but we have the ability to pinch hit, platoon, some of those things with, with the righty-lefty. But I'd say Wheels is the guy right now that you'd have to think offensively that could be that guy. Bo, um, you've, you've seen a good deal of this team in, in practice. Uh, who's a breakout candidate for you? Uh, wheels. Wheel, wheels. And, of course – yeah, and of course, uh, Robbie just does what he Robbie does. You know, you know, that two home run didn't, didn't look didn't, didn't look like he was hitting. Didn't look like he was trying too hard and just 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 swung the bat and the ball flew. So that was that was good to see for him. Absolutely. You know. 
All right. It, it's time to start over here on the Extra Finnings podcast. We're going to look ahead to the weekend. Iona comes to town where we're finally in action February 18th, 19th, and the 20th. And it's something you, you've said to the media, to the team here already. Um, on, on Friday, you're going to be 0 0, not 44 and, and 16. But is there still something you, you wish to take from last year's experience and carry forward this year without sort of overinflating? egos or or senses of entitlement or, or something like that yeah that's those are two things I don't think you'll ever see from one of our ball clubs I mean they get told the truth every day and um, they know what we value as a group as an organization I mean the events that happen our responses to them equal the outcomes and so you know we we have to respond well to predictable events I think that's what pros do and we'll, we'll, we work hard on that every day. They're not going to carry any uh, extra baggage on the bad side from having success last year. I think the stuff they're going to carry with them are all the experiences that help them win. And I tell them this, you know, I've said it over and over again. We're just always going to assume everybody's really good and we have to play our best to beat them. That's a fun and healthy and awesome way to go about competition. And then, then you don't worry about, am I better than this guy? Is he better than me? All of that is smoke and vapor anyway, right? You got to do it. So we'll be ready to go Friday. And I said, hey, guys, no matter what it is, uh, we've been two to two in the seventh inning so many times. We'll be fine. We just got to find a way to get it done. Somebody makes a pitch, makes a play, gets a big hit. That's baseball. And you're not going to play a bunch of blowouts, nor should you want to. Um, so we uh, we're we're just about there. We've got a few things to cover still this week and rest our bodies up and get ready to start the journey. We always seem to get better as the season goes along. You know, you're never as good as you're going to be at the beginning of the season. Hopefully, if you if you're worth a, your salt as a coach and as a group of, of individuals. Um, but the guys are excited. They're ready to play somebody else. Um, we've been playing each other since last September. And I think they're excited to uh, play somebody with a different name on the front of their jersey on Friday. Uh, I was talking to a bunch of the guys, and, and they were like, I'm tired of beating up on each other. They, they, I'm tired of – because everybody knows what the – especially from the pitchers, because everybody knows – all the hitters know what they have. And, you know, you know and, then, and they know it's, it's kind of um, – it kind of – like everybody knows what they have, and it's, it's not kind of – not fair to, to, for the other pitchers. So, Sometimes because the hitter, the hitters know what they have, and now now you don't know. Um, now you have new new um, competition coming in. They they don't know you from Adam. So yeah, in the same way, our hitters won't know the new pitchers. So you have to have a good approach, and really more than anything else, you have to just have a love of competition and and the opportunity to play. You know, you only get fifty six of those given to you with no rainouts. The rest of them you have to earn. And so we want to take advantage of each and every one that we're given and also be appreciative of the opportunity to compete. Um, this same group is a lot of the same guys that were here in the COVID year and had the whole season shut down and all of it taken away from us. So we're never going to forget that feeling. We're always going to be grateful for the opportunity to play. Yeah, so so early, as early on in the season, is it less about – what the other team can do and just more about committing to the process and, and doing what you can do. 
Yeah, for me, it's always about that, no matter what time of the season we're in. Certainly scouting reports and video and all of that comes into play the longer you go. Um, but I prefer us to think more about what we're doing and how we're going about our business, um, how we're competing. Are we, are we are at our best mentally? Um, are we able to overcome mistakes? Because baseball is a game of them. And are we responding well to events that happen in a baseball game? Because that's the whole key. Everything in athletics is about momentum, in my opinion. Um, you're fighting to get it. Once you get it, you fight to keep it. If you lose it, you got to fight to get it back. Uh, we never talk about the scoreboard until the end of the game and because it's irrelevant. Uh, you have to just fight for momentum and fight and fight and keep it and roll. And then at the end of the game, you count them up and somebody wins and somebody loses. And, oh, by the way, you get to do it again the next day. That's the beauty of baseball. So you can't ever get too high. Uh, you can't ever let them get too low. And, you know, we work hard on that. I, I think people throw the word culture around, you know, very easily today. But, um, you know, a guy I was going to mention, Tim Kite, um, that has a great podcast called Daily Discipline. And I like to mention books and podcasts to people on this show because I, I think they're important. I listen to his podcast most every day when I'm walking. And, um, you know, he's got a great kind of buzz saying uh, about culture. And really, it's leadership creates culture. Culture creates behavior and behavior creates results. And so we got fantastic leadership. I think we've got um, a good coaching staff. We got a really good group of older players and they work hard on the culture part of this every day. And culture is a dynamic thing. If you don't pay attention to it, it can go sideways on you in a hurry, but those around our guys every day, I think they've got a healthy, um, you know, interest in competition in each other. And also aren't going to get too bogged down if things don't go our way. We'll pick our butts back up out of the dirt and get back after it the next day. Yeah, it's funny that they'll compete about who can tie their shoes the fastest. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Like, you know, they're always competing, always wanting to get better. It's absolutely hilarious sometimes. I'm like, dude, are, are y'all like 12? Are y'all like four years old? Sometimes, but it's funny. It's yeah. funny how, how they compete so much. Well, Logan and Mike do a great job of setting that up in our daily work. You know, they're always there's always some sort of competition towards the end of a drill or something like that 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 um, they're having to do that in. So it makes it fun as well. So with all that being said, and we're we're focusing more on ourselves and the other team, uh, what can you tell us about Iona, some of their strengths, weaknesses, and what it's going to take to be successful this weekend? Well, absolutely zero. <laughs> They've got a new coach. They only played 14 games last year. Um, they've got a lot of new players. So we have really not spent a whole lot of time on them. Um, and really, we haven't been able to. It's almost always that way with the opening game. You know, you got a different team. And so uh, people might have a little more information on us because we have so many guys back. But, you know, we'll just go out there and try to play harder than they do, play smarter than they do. And play together better than they do. If we can do those three things, then I think we'll be okay. Very good. And uh, with Valentine's Day, we're going to get out of here pretty soon, I know. I got three books to talk about, Matt, real quick. All right, yeah, of course, go all for by, it. All by the same author, and I actually haven't started these. These were a Valentine's Day present to myself. Uh, the author's name is Darren Donnelly, D-A-R-R-I-N, 
B-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y. And the first book is called Old School Grit. The second book is called Relentless Optimism. And the third book is called Think Like a Warrior. They're all three fables, um, but I've gotten some great feedback uh, from some coaching colleagues on mine. So three little books I'll start reading this week and I'll probably pass on some of the stories to some of our guys. Um, so most of the stuff we've been talking about as our team this week comes from Daniel Coyle's book, The Culture Code, which is another fantastic book I'd highly recommend if anybody's coaching or running a business or anything of that nature. It's got some great stuff in it. Okay, we expect a detailed book report next week. Yes, I'll give it, I'll <laughs> give it for sure. And, and look, that Daily Discipline con uh, podcast by Tim Kite is really worth, you can go to his website, sign up for it. You can get email inbox things uh, from them. It's, it's really good meat and potato stuff. All right. Well, we'll throw out some quick hitters and let everyone get on their way now. Uh, Valentine's Day, a day to celebrate relationships, of course. Um, how long are some of the relationships you, you have with your, your current players? How, how long does this rec recruiting process play out? How, how long do you know some of these guys before they even get into the team? Yeah, Bo brought that up last week. I think it's a great question. It varies um, greatly. You know, there's guys on our team like Kyle Edwards who we've had in camp since he was an eighth grader when we saw him play, uh, 14 years old, you know, and now he's 18 or 19 as a freshman in our program. Um, there's also guys we just saw once or maybe even didn't see uh, because of COVID, especially uh, Josh Trujillo, and Thomas Wheeler are two of those guys. We only saw video on them. The reason we took them is because of their junior college coach. Um, coach Mummert at Tacoma is a, a fantastic coach. And uh, Brock Galliardi actually came from there. So we got three kids. Uh, and when he calls, we listen because he knows the type of kids we're looking for. He sends us the right kids and uh, they've all done very, very well here. So you know, it, it can, and then it could be right in between all of those. You know, some kids, uh, Logan or Mike, will see in the summer. Um, we'll have them up, get them committed. You know, it's a longer process, and sometimes it's a little bit faster process. So it, it's all over the map, certainly. And, um, you know, the rules today um, about recruiting kids have all changed, and they're going to get ready to change again about when you can actually talk to players and things of that. I think anything they can do to slow down the process is valuable. All right. Um, and now a couple of true quick hitters. We'll just get a quick uh, one word answer from both of you. Ballpark proposals, fair or foul? Oh, fair. fair, huh? I, I find them a little cliche-ish. I find them a little cheeky. I'm going to say foul. I have this What about you, Matt? I'll let Bo answer first, and then I'll get into it. Um, it's fair. Because I think if, if they met there or, you know, whatever, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a fair. It's fair. Okay. I'll say you better make darn certain that she's going to say yes. She's going to say yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You definitely don't want to get shot down on the, on the video board in front of everybody. The, uh, the chalk heart candies with the cheesy sayings on them, are they good or are they bad? The candy's good. The, the sayings are kind of ter terrible. I think they're great until you're 14. Then they're, then they're cheesy. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had any. I think I like the flavor. 
just uh kind of your teeth hurt at the end it's kind of like chomping on yeah blackboard chalk uh then lastly somebody hands you a, an assorted heart-shaped box of chocolates what flavor do you most want to find what flavor are you trying to avoid the most well well um, the whole box no matter what so yeah I, I, i'll get the whole box i'm not very picky but i try to avoid the um the ones with the coconut the, the all coconut ones the all coconut ones and I'll, the ones I want to get are the ones with the peanuts and the um and the and the uh and like almonds in them or whatever like like those kind of things. For me, unless it's dark chocolate, I'm not eating it. I don't eat milk chocolate, and I don't like any of the nougat or any of that stuff. So I would I would shoot look for the dark chocolate, and that would be it. All right, I'm I'm more in Bo's camp. I'm probably eating the whole thing. Um, I like the kind of orange cream or the, the rice crisps or whatever. Um, most things without nuts for me, a lot of tree nuts make my, my mouth feel funny. I have like a little allergy to them, but it's not too bad. There you go. And then lastly, last question, then we'll get out of here. What made you fall in love with baseball? No. Uh -huh. um, so, you know, it's, it was, it's an outlet for me because like, I, I honestly, I mean, I, I can't, I can't walk and, you know, I'm in a wheelchair, I'm in a wheelchair my whole life. And like, it, it, it makes me feel like, like I'm, like I'm out there doing something, especially being around the baseball team for so long. It's like, it's like a family, you know what I mean? Like they have, they basically adopted me into their family and you know, we, we fight and argue and we love, we love each other just, just, just as well. And it's like, you know, so like, so it's my outlet, you know what I mean? When I go to the baseball field, I'm treated like a human. And sometimes, you know, sometimes in, in public, people don't treat me as a, as a human per se because of whatever that scares me, whatever. But on the baseball field, I know that they're going to treat me with, with respect and like, like I'm a human. So that's why I go to, that's what makes me fall in love with baseball. That's so well said. Mine's not as deep as that. My my dad and my granddad uh, made me fall in love with it. They they were in love with it, and I've been in love with it ever since I was old enough to pick up a bat and hit a wiffle ball. So it gets in your blood, and I love everything about baseball. I love the smells, the dirt, the banter, um, the sunshine. And so I, I've, uh, you know, I say sometimes baseball is not a sport. It's a disease. You can't get rid of it once it gets in your blood. And I'm happy to have that disease. It's 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 kind of like a a lifestyle too. Like you know you 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 have to you have to to really be good at it and really want to help yourself. You know you have to be um, you have to like you have to want want it and you have to need, you can't just do it part part time. You've got to you know love it to be really good to really to really be good at it. Yeah, absolutely. Well put. Well yeah. put. Yeah. Um, for me, it goes back to my dad as well. He's a big baseball head, a big Los Angeles Dodgers fan. Um, you do? Yes. <laughs> Who I like to, man. Or your dad. Maybe not you, but I like Yeah, dad. right. It told me stories of listening to, to games on radio in his bed late at night whenever they were playing in Cincinnati or St. Louis or just anywhere where the, the radio station was close enough to pick up on and just have a lot of memories of watching Braves games with them back when they were on TBS all the time. So um, I was, I was into baseball from a really young age because of that.
Yeah, there you go. That's usually how it works. Great question, man. Thanks. And um, once again, the Extra Finnings podcast is brought to you by Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group is the presenting sponsor of Extra Finnings. Atlantic Bay believes lending peace of mind goes beyond mortgages. Remember, you can follow us on social media. On Twitter and Facebook, it's ODU Baseball. On Instagram, it's Monarch period baseball. Um, thanks again for tuning in for um, my co-host, Bo Cowan, head coach of the ODU Pinion baseball team. Chris Until next time, take care. Starting over.